Hello and welcome back to your girlfriend's favorite podcast. I mean, I'm not saying that that she told me it was her favorite podcast, but all I'm saying is that she maybe sent me a little DM and said that my voice sounded nice. Welcome back. We're starting out on a good note. I know it has been a while since I've been done... I can't even speak. That's how long it's been. I'm 98 years old now. No, it's been a while. Um... I've been at school a lot. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. But welcome back to the Don't Read Into It podcast, episode 20. This is a really big episode. It's the 20th episode. It's really the 23rd episode, but we're going to call it the 20th because I delete episodes a lot because of complaints. (laughs) So we're going to jump right into this one. And if I'm a little janky, it's because I haven't recorded a podcast in nearly a month. It has been busy, busy. I have three jobs and I go to school. So it's been busy. But I'm bringing a content today. I, I think it's pretty good content. I hope so. And I, I've basically plugged my podcast. See, I can't talk today. I've plugged my podcast to basically everybody I've met at school. And they're probably like, oh, he's a liar. He, he stopped doing his podcast. But to those who doubt me, I'm back. And I want to talk about the unfortunate situation that is the Texas Rangers. Um, in this podcast's infancy, I was optimistic about the Rangers. An entire season happened in 2020, uh, 2021, sorry, I always forget that. But the entire 2021 season happened, um, and it hasn't gone very well. Uh the Rangers are, last time I checked, which was yesterday, I can't remember. I'm going to keep talking until I f- go on the MLB app and see what the Rangers record is. It's going to be sad, so I'm not looking forward to looking at it. But yeah, 57-99 and 99 is the Rangers record. Um, it will be a miracle if they do not lose 100. And this has been one of the worst years since the conception of our team in 1972, so... That's not good. It's not a good look to come back from COVID and be so bad. Uh, We traded away our star in Joey Gallo. Our pitching is abysmal. Our hitting is even more abysmal. It's just ridiculous. And we need that one key player that will tie everything together. And Chris Young, if you don't know who that is, that's the assistant general manager or something like that. I don't know his exact title, but it, it basically is what he is. So... He claims, and he keeps claiming, and John Daniels has been claiming this for years, so I don't know how how much stock I put into it when it's Chris Young, because I just really don't trust Rangers managers when it comes to saying things like this. He says, this kind of season won't happen again. We are going to be very active in free agency. I don't believe that. I mean, I want to believe that, but I simply don't believe it. Because as a Rangers fan, you kind of just sit here and wonder why is the team doing, I don't know, insert bad management decision. And it's it's rough. It's rough. And I have, you know, that maybe that's why I can't, I can't keep a girlfriend because the Rangers gave me trust issues. It's all Nelson Cruz's fault. So if Nelson Cruz catches that ball in 2011, I'm probably married right now. <laughs> I've probably found the girl of my dreams, and I'm like, you know what? I'm only 19, but she's the one for me because Nelson Cruz caught that ball. 
that's how much it changed. That's the life of a Rangers fan. You know, I just can't believe my mom's had to do this for, let's see, she's been alive since they were conceived. So my mother has had to do this for 49 years. 49 years of being a Rangers fan. I don't know how she does it. I mean, obviously I'm going to do it, but uh, sheesh. It's going to be rough. The Rangers need to world if the Rangers don't win a World Series in my mother's lifetime, I'm going to kill everyone on the Rangers. I'm just kidding. That's not a threat. That's not a threat. If they don't win a World Series in my mom's lifetime. Huh. I don't know what I'll do. I'll be upset. And that's that's what I'll do. <laughs> I'll be very upset and it will be unacceptable for a team that has, you know, had their chances. Two World Series in a row. Had really good teams in 96, had a great team in 2010, 2011, 2015, 2016, but have just not been able to capitalize on it. And the Rangers are a team that always has one individual player that is above the rest. And that was Joey Gallo this year. Obviously traded him to the Yankees. I watched him drop a ball that basically cost them the game last night. I love you, Joe. You should have stayed in Texas. Um... I know it's not your fault, and if you listen to this podcast for some reason, imagine if Joey Gallo listens to this podcast. He's like, oh man, I really hate being here in New York, and then he's just like, oh, what's this? This is Tagged Rangers. Don't read into it podcast. I'll listen to it, and then Joey Gallo's like, wow, I'm so glad we left if our fan base is like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I doubt Joey will listen to this podcast, but... Just final thoughts on the Rangers season. Um, We knew it was going to be bad. We didn't know it was going to be this bad. Uh, For the first two months of the season, it looked like we could be a break-even team. It's unfortunate that we didn't turn out that way. It's just, you know, the season went by quick, and I'm excited to watch playoff baseball, but it's just one of those things that where it just nags at the back of your head when the Rangers do badly. Like, if they do badly... It's, it's like, it hurts. It physically hurts. Your heart hurts. Your head hurts. It's just, I I guess that's just being a sports fan, but I, man, can't talk about the Rangers for much longer. So I'm going to move on to a, a team that's in our division that's, you know, had its fair share of choking as well. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And I want to talk about them because I'm talking about MVPs. Shohei Otani is going to be the MVP of baseball this year. I mean, the guy has hit nearly 50 home runs. He's won 10 games. He, he deserves it. I mean, I, I feel awful for Vladdy Jr. Because Vladdy Jr. has MVP numbers, but he's in the same league as Shohei Otani. That's a rough fate for anyone. That's a rough fate for Vladdy Jr. I mean, Vladdy Jr. is batting like 340-plus, and... I was one of those people at the All-Star break where I'm like, okay, Vladdy will hit like 48 home runs this year, but he is not going to keep that average up. That's just not going to happen. Well, he proved me wrong. Holy moly, that guy is so good. And I had the pleasure of seeing both Shohei and Vladdy in person this year. Uh, very good experience. Vladdy is one of the funniest players in the field because in between plays he just does not move. And I, I think that's hilarious. And then I got to see Shohei pitch and hit against the Rangers. Just just really blessed to have gone see those games. But 
Shohei's your MVP in the American League, and you got to give the in a National League MVP. It, I know a lot of people are pushing for Bryce Harper because he's played MVP caliber baseball for the really the first time since ah uh, darn like when he won MVP in 2015. He's played MVP caliber baseball this second half. I don't think he's done enough to be better than Fernando Tatis Jr. Granted, I am a very big Fernando Tatis Jr. fan, but Bryce Harper did not sustain the success throughout the entire year. And I know, I know you're going to say, but Tatis was injured some of the years, so... uh, But when he wasn't injured, he was integral to that Padres team. So I think you got to give it to Fernando Tatis Jr. Unfortunately, the Padres missed out in the playoffs. That's not really his fault. Um... That's more management's fault, and the pitching staff imploded. I love you, Darvish, but that pitching staff imploded. So there's your MVP votes for me. Uh, I think that that's going to be most people's MVP votes. There's going to be a little bit of an argument between Harper and Tatis, but I think in the end, the even the Harper sayers are going to look back at Tatis's numbers and go, okay, well, this guy was more integral for his team and set for his team's success than the Phillies because those are the parameters for the MVP award because a lot of people just assume, oh, if he's playing good, then he's the MVP. Well, yeah, that that is the case, but the MVP is defined as the most valuable player. The most valuable player, meaning if if this team did not have this guy, they would be very, very, you know, uh, effed. I don't, I didn't, I was about to say this is the word, but I'll just say, um, effed, so I don't have to bleep it out. So, do I think if you remove Bryce Harper, the Phillies would be worse? Yeah, of course. But if you remove Tatis from the Padres, you, and listen, I have all the respect for Kim. Sung-Hoo Kim is not as good as, as Tatis. I mean, look at the war numbers for Tatis. The wins above replacement. Look at it. And, and then come back with any arguments you have for Harper. And I think that's what most people will do. So that's the MVPs in both leagues, Fernando Tatis Jr., Shohei Otani. I love that the faces of baseball are minorities now. I love it. I love it, love it. Especially the uh, a Japanese pitcher hitter like Shohei Otani. What Stephen A. Smith a few said a few months ago was ridiculous how Shohei, since he can't speak good English, shouldn't be the face of baseball. That's ignorant. Like Stephen A., shouldn't have said that. So, Yeah. I'm just happy with both MVPs. I'm a big fan of both of them. I'm, I'm kind of them looking to invest in both of their jerseys. I'm a big jersey guy. So kind of looking forward to investing in both of their jerseys. And that, that's about it, really, for baseball. I mean, I'll watch the playoffs. Uh, my dad's a big Dodger fan, so I'll root and go for the Dodgers in the playoffs. But there's, it, there's just a little sour spot in my Ranger heart. But I want to switch sports. We're going... To the focus now, because now that the Rangers have not played well and baseball is kind of winding down a little bit, football season has started. I can't talk about North Texas. That's just a rule I have on this podcast that since North Texas football is such an important part of my professional life, I don't think I should talk about it on a podcast. And so I choose not to. Uh, I'll, I will say that the Mean Green are 1-2 right now, 0-2 oh conference or 1-3, pardon me, and then 0-2 conference. Um, if you want more analysis on that, go to my Twitter. I'll give it at the end of the episode. And go to ntdaily.com slash readsmith slash, oh, slash authors slash readsmith. So, 
that will give you a little more insight on the team. And we have a good opinion section about sports as well. Just kind of read NT Daily Sports is what I'm saying. This is a little plug. But I really want to talk about the team I can talk about and the team I am a fan of. Because, of course, and this pisses off a lot of people here, but I am a Texas fan, but I, and I consider North Texas the team I report. Not really a, a fan of the team, per se. So, it's just, like, to protect writing, my writing, and making sure I'm not biased in any of it. So, Texas football. That was a bad loss against Arkansas. Um, Hudson Card looked shaky, but then Casey Thompson came in and looked fantastic. I really like Steve Sarkeesian because a lot of people, once we lost that game, they're like, oh, everyone said Texas was back. Psych. No. Well, Sarkeesian won all that Texas is back bullshit. Um, he's kind of he's kind of put that to rest. Instead, there's a, instead of Texas is back, there's kind of a new phrase going around there, which is all gas, no brakes. And I thought, oh, Sark is just saying that to try and rally the troops, make them make the team look good, look better than they are. No, it's really all gas, no brakes. Yeah, it was a bad loss to Arkansas, especially when you're going to the SEC. Arkansas is going to be one of those teams that you're going to be playing pretty often in the West. And to lose to them like that at their home and have your quarterback look shaky, bad, just not good. Of course, I wrote on my blog, um, don't read into it, podcast.wordpress.com. I wrote that I thought Casey Thompson should have been the starter to begin with, not because of how he played in the preseason, but the experience he had. I thought that even though Hudson Card has a very high ceiling, I felt that Casey Thompson's experience would be more invaluable to the team in the next one, two years. And I say one to two years because he's eligible for at least two. I feel like if Casey Thompson has an outstanding year, he'll be going to to the to the NFL pretty quick because he's a pretty big guy, good runner, has a good arm. And and I think that the season has kind of proven my point to fruition. Um, Casey Thompson came in against Texas Tech in his uh, you know first big start because he started against Rice, but it's Rice like. CUSA Rice is just not very good. Um, against Texas Tech, which is usually a trap game for Texas, you know, there's been some crazy battles between Texas and uh, and Texas Tech going back to the Michael Crabtree Hail Mary year, you know? So that was kind of a, a game that everyone kind of had circled on the schedule. Like, this is our first Big 12 game. What can we do? You know, what, what can the team do? Because we know Bijan will be solid. We, we know what Casey Thompson can do. And I don't know if everyone else thought this, but I thought this. I said, I trust Sark. You know, Sark saw his quarterback, Hudson Card, shaky in the pocket. And he made the change quickly. He assured that the team would be successful going forward. And he made that tough decision to bench his redshirt freshman in favor of the junior, Casey Thompson, who he's lucky did not transfer out after he lost the battle. That's big credit to Casey Thompson, and it tells me how much playing for the Texas Longhorns means to him, you know? I, I In my blog, I described it as the Ellinger effect. You know, Casey Thompson, El, oh, pardon me, Sam Ellinger embodied what it was to be a Texas Longhorn. Um, 
<clears throat> he embodied what it was to be a Texas Longhorn. And the pride and passion he had for the university, I see in Casey Thompson. You know, he, he's not as outward about it as, as Sam Ellinger is, but the fact that he did not transfer when he really should have, when, when this is a year that you can transfer and be eligible the next season, and Casey is a talented guy, and to lose to a registered freshman who's unproven, you know, that, that was probably a big blow to Casey. But to me, when he didn't transfer, that proved my point of this guy should be the quarterback of Texas. He's got talent, he's got passion, he's got experience. And, you know, as I was saying, playing against Tech last weekend, he only went and dropped five touchdowns and, a, and a, an interception, but the interception was like in garbage time. I mean, if we're looking at it, the entire second half was garbage time. Texas won 70 to, I forgot, I forgot what even Tech scored, or uh, what's it called, Tech scored. I'm going to have to look at that, because it was like unprecedented victory. I think it was 70-24, I want to say. 70-35, sorry to me. But they beat the living crap out of them, like. <laughs> The Longhorns beat the crap out of Tech, and I love to see it. I've got some personal vendettas against Tech, but to see Tech lose like that when they've been such a thorn in the side of Texas for the last 20 years was beautiful. Casey looked amazing. Bijan Robinson looked amazing. And do you know what I really liked about that win? After it, Sarkeesian wasn't like, oh man, what a great win for our guys. What a fantastic win. He said, we got to keep the intensity all game because there were some dumb fouls at the end. I mean, Brendan Schooler suplexed. <laughs> uh, he suplexed, uh, what's his name? The tech running back with a funny name. Uh, uh, Sir Roderick Thompson. He, he suplexed him at the end of the game. And... Sark kind of denounced things like that at the end. And that's something we never had in the Herman era because Herman was just not really a disciplinarian. Sark is a disciplinarian. He makes sure his guys know the objective. He makes sure his guys focus the entire game. I trust Steve Sarkeesian. And if you're trying to make it in the SEC, I think Sark is, is the guy to bring Texas into the, into the limelight, you know? The Big 12 is big, but the SEC is built different, literally. So, to Sark is the guy because he has the intensity. He has his life together now, too. And I know a lot of you will go back on this podcast and go, Oh, but the first steps of this podcast in January, all, all you could talk about is how it was a bad decision to hire Sark. I never doubted Sark's ability. Sark is a QB whisperer, one. Sark is an, a really an offensive genius, if we're going to be honest. Um, I doubted his ability to lead a program again. I doubted his ability to lead a program as big as Texas again, because last time at USC he did have alcohol problems. But I think that those are over, and it really seems like he's gotten his life back together. And I love that. I love to see that. So... I think Texas, they're 2-1 right now. I'm going to go ahead and give myself a hot take here. I wrote a whole hot take some 
hot take story on my on my blog, but I'm gonna go ahead and say Texas finishes nine and three with maybe a loss in the Big Twelve Championship to Oklahoma. I think that Texas beats Oklahoma or pardon me, that would make it that would make it um what's it called? Ten and three. I'm gonna say ten and three. I think Texas does lose to an Iowa State or a Baylor. Just one of those t- games that we're, we're expected to win. So my prediction is Texas goes 10-2 regular season and then in the championship loses to Oklahoma again. I think Texas does beat Oklahoma in the original Red River rivalry, but every time Texas plays OU for a second time, it has not gone well in recent years. So... That's my prediction. Um, that may be a very bad prediction, and I may go back at it and go, "Well, we finished seven and five. That sucks." <laughs> but I think that offense led by Casey Thompson is something different from what we've seen. To see Texas drop seventy in a game—that's some Colt McCoy versus versus lower team. That's some Vince Young versus Colorado in two thousand five stuff. I said it. That's some Vince Young in 2005 type stuff. Shoot me. Do it. <laughs> Don't take that seriously, Bonham natives. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to everyone's favorite favorite part of the show. Um, story time. But I also am going to give a top read tip before my story time. So my top read tip for this week is... Do not let yourself get mistreated. Do not. Just don't. If it's a friend, if it's a family member, I'm not, this doesn't apply to me. I have a really good parents and really good family. And I think I have pretty good friends too. But if you're in a situation where your friends or family or anyone is mistreating you, don't let it happen. Have some fight. Don't let yourself get pushed around by some like, I don't know, boss at a radio station. Let's get into story time. I'm, I'm not caring this time. It's the Savage episode. Let's go. I would like to talk about... I have two jobs. Well, three jobs, technically. Uh, my first job is... I am the senior sports writer for the North Texas Daily. My second one is I am a high school reporter for Sports Day High School, which is a subsidiary of the Dallas Morning News. My third job is the only job I'm not paid for, which is why I feel comfortable talking about it on this podcast. Uh, I just want to say before I start, um, and I'm not going to name any names, I, so don't worry about that if anyone who's who knows the thing is listening to this and worrying about going to say any names. I met two of my very good friends from, from this job. So I, that's kind of what keeps me there here or there whatever at the job I'm about to I'm about to attack on so I met some of my good friends I met one of my very very good friends there um and he's technically my boss well second boss the other boss I have and I'm not going to disclose his name he's a guy that's probably in his 60s um I don't know much about him other than that but um I do know that he yells at me. This guy is just one of those people that when you're just hanging around or doing your own thing, he hates it. You know, and 
listen, I'm speaking it, whatever his thing is. Uh, let me just kind of simplify what what I do at this job. I read stuff. There you go. I read things off a screen in this job. It sounds pretty simple, right? No, it's not simple at all. Um, the guy there mistreats his employees, even if they're volunteers, just like myself. He really does not care for the people that get he does pay. Um, he's never given a compliment to any of his employees, and he's never really, you know, kind. And listen... The first time I met this person, and I believe I have talked about this on my podcast before, but the first time I met this person, I, um, let me explain. So to get into the place where this, um, where this job is, I have to slide my key card and put in a little code. I slid my key card, put in a little, or I, I knocked on the door one time. And keep in mind, this guy was not here for three months, for three effing months. So I had no idea what he looked like. I just knew that he called my my friend and boss semi-often to complain and moan about things. So um, I opened the door, and it's like a completely unfamiliar face after I knock on the door. And I'm like, he goes, who are you? And I'm like, I'm, I'm Reed Smith. I do two to five news. And he's like, who are you? And I'm like, just go ask the person that is my boss and friend. And he goes, I'm your boss. It's like, well, how the hell was I supposed to know that? You haven't been here in three months, you know? And so that was in, like, January. And that's how uh, my relationship with the boss, I'm 60-year-old boss fella, developed. So after that point, he saw me as disrespectful. And I'm not the best at what I do there. Uh, simply really just out of my skill set, per se. But it's good practice for being on air. So, basically, this guy, after that, has kind of held a vendetta against me for the rest of my time there. Now, now let me get let, let me get this straight. It's not like I'm an isolated incident. He treats everybody really badly. So, regardless of who it is, I mean, I see him in around campus sometimes. I'm like, oh, hey this person and he says nothing back and ignores me maybe makes a noise you know I've been nice to him I, after that happened I sent him like a really nice long email but I'm talking about it on my podcast because I want to talk about something that happened last week so I put a story in this thing that I'm reading off of that basically described um, something that happened incorrectly a little bit but it was really only one word was off and it had to do with different racial things and um well that's what people have turned it into i get an email from this guy and he's basically chewing into me and telling me how oh we could have gotten whatever for this i'm like okay well cool and sends an article and by the way is speaking to me in third person like he's not emailing me in this in this email me directly he's speaking he says my name he's like i noticed that reed did this it's like okay bro you're emailing me just said you i don't like stop being a demeaning prick just because it's cool and then and the kicker of this story is that he says that i included the story 
because it involved a white person. And I went, okay, that's unacceptable. Um, not, yeah, not, that's not cool. So I emailed back. I'm like, yeah, sorry for the mistake. I won't make that mistake again, whatever. But I do want to add that the fact that you implied that I put it in there because I was white when I'm literally not, I'm Filipino. That that's offensive. Like the fact that he did that and assumed I put that story in there just because it was a white story when I'm a minority myself is unacceptable. And you know, I'm not going to do anything about it because it's like one of those things that this guy is going to get his eventually, whether it's from me or not. Or someone else so it's not gonna be me you know I don't want that drama it's really not that deep to me. I'm not getting paid for this job so it's really not that deep to me in that regard but I somebody is gonna come around there first of all all of his paid employees are gonna quit eventually uh, some already have and then second of all the volunteers are not gonna volunteer anymore so he's just gonna bring in a bunch of old people in and this or this job is supposed to be student run keep that in mind and the two adult like grown grown ass men that run it do not allow the students to really run it they kind of micromanage everything <sighs> but yeah that's my story time um, my boss for my unpaid job that will never gain me anything but stress so I that's why I'm comfortable talking about it on here because I wouldn't, first of all, I like everybody in my two paid jobs. Like, everybody I've met in my two paid jobs are the coolest people ever. And those are people that you would be like, hey, maybe if I did need a letter of rec, I would ask them. This guy, who doesn't pay me, um, I would never ask for a letter of rec for, even if I was a paid employee. And even if I needed a recommendation or, a, you know, a, a word of good... I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to them because they wouldn't give it to me, first of all. And they're just not good people. Or he's not, at least. So, that's, that's about it for that story time. I just kind of wanted to talk about it. Um, I enjoy working there because of the friends I have there. Um, and it's a good experience. And it, I only do it two days a week, too. So, my other jobs, I really like them. I could get a letter of rec from either of them. They're very, very kind. The NT Daily is a very nice organization, and I'm comfortable saying that, and the Dallas Morning News is obviously a very reputable source. So, that is story time for this week. We're going to move on to kind of more story time, but it's not in the like story time format of me just like talking about it. I kind of want to talk about how my college year has gone so far. I was going to say semester, like a normal portion, but I said, I said college year. Um... Let's see. I've been texted by my ex-girlfriend a bunch of times. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one. And um, I don't care. I don't even know why I said that. It, 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 I mean, it's true, but I just thought it was kind of funny. But, yeah, that happened. It's not been a really a big deal. Um, let's see. I got my car towed. That was pretty fun. Uh, I've been going everywhere in DFW, including Decatur, where everyone was out was very nice but didn't wear a mask and when I walked in with one they all gave me a dirty look so I took mine off <laughs> um let's see Spanish is hard but I'm doing well um journalism classes are great I've learned how hard it is to take a picture and gained a new found respect for everyone I've ever known that has taken pictures for yearbook and things like that 
um, because I suck at taking pictures, and apparently I'm, my hands are shaky, according to my professor. Uh, this is just like a quick thing. Press box is cool for uh, North Texas. Very nice. Very nice press box. Uh, I've gotten to know a lot of the SIDs and stuff, and they're all very, very cool, very nice people. Going to press conferences has been awesome. I kind of sucked at it to begin with because the like senior member of journalists that are in Denton is there too, and he kind of asks questions really quick. So if you want a question, you either got to wait for him or beat him to it, and you're not going to beat him to it most of the time. All right. Um, I'm trying to think about what else I've done. My dorm is quiet it, uh, for the most part, unless it's like, Two in the morning when people are getting back from parties or like very early in the morning when people are leaving for class. Then then it's not very quiet. Um, I'm trying to think of more things that I've done. Oh, both my parents got COVID, so I didn't see them for a month. Um, I am using less DoorDash and I am drinking more coffee. There you go. There's your complete rundown of how my schooling has gone so far. Oh, I'm passing stats. There you go. Beautiful, beautiful scenes for passing stats. But that's been the return to UNT, U-N-T, UNT. So that's all I really got to say about that. I mean, I don't want to sound Forrest Gumpy, but that's, that's really all I have to say. And I just kind of want to end it off with a sad message it's not actually sad, and most of y'all will go, oh, my, it's going to be sad. No. FIFA 22 was released. I bought it. The addiction has restarted. I, I, I know. I, I know that I keep relapsing every year, but the game is so good this year. It's actually, it actually has changes. The ball feels heavy. It's a beautiful game. I'm going to play it directly after this podcast. If you don't hear from me for another month, it's because I got addicted to FIFA and dropped out of, high, of college. And on that sad, sad note, I'm going to leave off the 20th episode. Thank you for listening to the newest episode of Don't Read Into It. I know a lot of you, Randy, wanted and specifically... Wanted a new episode. You support my blog. I appreciate you, man. Um, Harper, my mom, a couple of friends, uh, <laughs> a couple of girls I met on Bubble. All wanted to, all wanted to see a new podcast episode. Um, well, here it is. And thank you for listening. If you would like to follow the podcast on Instagram, it is all lowercase, no spaces or underscores. Don't read into it. If you'd like to listen to or i to see my i can't even do my outro anymore if you'd like to follow my regular account on instagram feel free to it is all lowercase all together no spaces periods or anything read cruz smith and on twitter if you like hearing about north texas sports and random thoughts more than you do on my podcast then you can follow me on my regular account at read underscore smith 25 and finally, the best place to find podcast news is on at D-R-I-I podcast on twitter.com. I give updates of the podcast. I also post my blog there. Don't read into it. Podcast dot wordpress.com. It's embedded there. Isn't that pretty fancy? 
that is it all i've got for the episode thank you for listening again wherever you are wherever you may be please have a good evening and hopefully have a good day tomorrow yeah i changed up the outro peace